Ephesians 6, and let's pray. Father God, thank you tonight so much. We just worship you and we love you tonight. We honor your presence. Thank you for your Holy Spirit, who is our teacher, who is our guide, who is our helper. Lord, we just bless you in the name of the Lord. Thank you. Thank you for your, for your faithfulness toward us. Thank you for your outstretched arm. Thank you that you know the beginning from the end, and you make provision for us before we ever get there. Lord, we thank you for abundance in every person's life. We look to you now for the word for the hour, the message for this time in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, we've been in a series, um, actually for quite a while, because for two or three months it's, or something around there, uh, the Lord kept interrupting us week after week and just uh, giving us different things in this service. And that was wonderful. And I believe we're back on the series now, <laughs> although we're open to anything at any time. Uh, any interruptions are okay. But uh, we've been talking about uh, this series called Dress to Kill, dealing with the armor of God. So let's go ahead and read again in verse 10. It says, finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. So basically, by, by reading that, we can see if we have on the whole armor of God, we will be able to stand up and to withstand in the evil day. So if I don't stand or if I fall, that's an indication that I don't have the whole armor on. All right. So why did so-and-so not make it? Why did this person fall? I can see real clearly here, there was some part, part of their armor missing. Yeah, Right. If you've fallen in the past, if I've fallen in the past, some of my armor was not in place. Otherwise, the attacks simply do not get through. Hmm. The body armor that the Lord has created for us works. It's sufficient. Anyway, he says, and having done all, to stand. Verse 14, stand therefore, having your... your uh, Having girded your waist with truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness, and having shod your feet with the preparation of the gospel of peace. Above all, taking the shield of faith, with which you will be able to quench all the fiery darts of the wicked one, and take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God, praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints. Now, uh, we want to pick up, uh, we were speaking to you last week about the shield of faith, or couple weeks ago uh, about the shield of faith and uh, and it's so very important that we have the shield of faith up because because again it will quench how many all the fiery darts of the wicked one none of them get through if the shield of faith is truly up and so this is why I like to spend a whole lot of time and energy and effort and 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 uh, service time on the subject of faith because when your shield is up you're laughing you're laughing. I mean, I tell you what, the devil will scream and he'll throw fiery darts every which way and direction at you, but you're safe behind the shield. So it's always important that we keep the shield up. Praise the Lord. I mean, no, you keep the shield up uh, in, to some degree. You keep it up with your mouth. Yeah. When your mouth goes down, <laughs> your, fate, your shield goes down. And when your mouth is up, in other words, speaking think words of life, speaking words of truth, your shield is very likely up at the same time. Of course, there is the heart connection that must be there, but many times it's revealed by what's coming out of our mouth, right? 
Praise the Lord. It's, it's like the scripture says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth leaks. Right? <laughs> right? Or, or speaks. But in reality, you could say leaks. Because... <laughs> And, you know, and I read a sign one time that said the, the, the contents of the heart will determine the droppings of the mouth. So uh, anyway, uh, the shield of faith, basically, what is that talking about? It's referring to protection. And we should uh, understand what the Lord has to say about us and about protection. Now, especially in the day in which we live, things seem to be getting more and more dangerous, right? And uh, whether it's just uh, a new disease in the air, whether it's terrorism, whether it's a natural disaster, you know, bridges falling down, or there's always something we're hearing about, and people are getting hurt, and people are dying, okay? And uh, we as believers need to know that the Lord is our protection, And He is our shield. And He's given us faith in the operation of His protection to keep junk away from us. We absolutely need not fear and be afraid of something bad happening to us. Okay? We can be assured in the midst of panic, in the midst of terror, in the midst of fear, that we're going to be okay and that God is going to protect us. And so this type of faith or the shield of faith, again, we're trying to finish up that, that, that part of the armor. It believes God and it receives from God. This type of faith is what keeps harm from our lives. Well, what type of faith? The shield of faith. Okay. Jesus had to use the shield. Do you know that he had to keep harm from coming to his life be, uh, until the time of the cross when he permitted it? Right, But up until that time, how many know there were many opportunities for him to be hurt? I know sometimes people don't think they couldn't hurt Jesus. Well, there was a reason they couldn't hurt him is because he wouldn't let them. All right. You remember they tried to throw him over the cliff. Uh, they, they wanted to stone him. They wanted to do all kinds of things to him. But the shield, his shield of faith was up and they were not allowed to do so. And I believe that the same thing is true for us, that our protection is up to us. We can make a decision and stand in faith and nothing can touch us. Okay? Remember what Jesus talked to the disciples about, about treading on serpents and scorpions and all the power of the enemy. And he said, nothing shall by any means hurt you or harm you. And that needs to be what we say. Okay? So how do I know nothing will harm me? Because you say so. That's a big key right there. I say no harm comes to me. And that is my shield right there. When I believe the words that I speak, that's a shield of faith. And it protects me from all harm. And of course we know this. This was part of the Great Commission. That that, uh, if we drink any deadly thing, it would not hurt us. Right? It was part of the Great Commission, one of the signs that follows believers, that we would take up serpents. Okay, Now, obviously, we're not looking for serpents, but we see examples in the Bible when the, the viper attached itself to Paul, he shook it off in the fire, and he was unharmed. Well, what is that? I believe that's a shield of faith. Okay, He had faith in the protective words of Jesus, and therefore, these things didn't bother him. Just like it was true for them, it is true for us. If we will believe, nothing can get me. Then nothing can get us. 
Okay, now here's what I'm not talking about. I'm not talking about a person who just lives reckless and they just have this, this mindset that, oh, I can never get hurt. And it's not really faith in the promises of God. It's just a reckless abandonment to all kinds of sanity. You know what I'm talking about? And that's not what I'm talking about. We need to be wise and don't do foolish things and don't go out of your way looking for trouble so you can demonstrate God's protection. Man, we might see you in heaven, <laughs> you know. Before we see you sooner is what I'm talking about. And, uh, and never should we be foolish or just do things like that. Of course, Jesus was tempted to throw himself off the, the pinnacle of the temple. Remember that? And, uh, and, and, you know, Satan used a part of a scripture to try to get him to do it. But Jesus was not a fool. Okay. What would have happened if he'd have thrown himself off? He'd have died. Yeah. And I sometimes people, well, Jesus couldn't die. Then why didn't he do it? Huh? Hey, I'm Jesus, look at me, surfing through the air and land. No, he was in a physical body. He would have went splat, just like we would go splat, okay? And so we need to take precautions that are, and understand that just because we're saved and have faith, we don't necessarily override the laws of nature. Hmm? As, a, as a general rule, you know, I, I think, I, you know, I believe in healing strong and, and just getting stronger every day for myself and for other people. But, you know, uh, I understand that if, if you're all sweaty or wet or something, you know, and, and it's cold outside, it just doesn't make a whole lot of sense to run out there like that, huh? Because your nose might start running the next day whether you believe in healing or not. Huh? It doesn't mean you can't ask for forgiveness and the Lord have mercy, but we should be smart concerning these things, okay? And, uh, uh, you know, just so many, other, so, so many other things come into play there. You know, people who play sports. Anyone ever played sports and been injured playing sports? And yet you had faith, and yet, you know, you weren't in sin. Well, I found this out. You know, I used to play softball a lot, lot more, but I found out if I didn't stretch out my legs ahead of time, it was really easy to pull muscles. And I was in the ministry. What is up with that? How, how could that happen to me? It's called, it's called negligence to just how the body works. You know, I can have faith. I still need to stretch. Okay. Anyway, uh, we, we, we know concerning Jesus' life, again, that he had to use faith. And uh, he said in John 10, John 10, 17 and 18, he said, therefore, my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it again. He said, no one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. I have power to lay it down. I have power to take it again. This command I have received from my father. And I really believe that we're in the same situation as Jesus, that we have power to stand, power to live our lives to the full and live our lives and have a long life and a satisfying life. We don't have to be cut short by an accident, by harm, by another person trying to take us out. Really the only thing we're, we're not redeemed from is persecution. And if you get persecuted to death, we're going to applaud you forever. You know what I'm talking about? You're going to get extra recognition in, he in heaven. But even when it comes to persecution, it would seem from, if you read the book of Hebrews chapter 11, that even those who suffered and died by means of persecution, it even gives us the indication that they chose to do that by not accepting deliverance, okay? And so I just, find, I just really can't find a situation where a person can die early, can die young out of their control, all right? Now, I say that this is to the person who knows about their shield, they know about the promises and the protection of God because the average joke, and I tell you, the, uh, just got to tell you, a lot of people, they never see it coming. 
Okay, there are a lot of people I'm talking about that, that, that are taken out early in life. It's not like they made the choice to do it. They didn't see it coming because there's just a whole lot of ignorance of God's word and a whole lot of lack of sensitivity to what the Spirit says. And I really believe this, that every single time that a Christian gets in an accident where they're harmed or they're done some great damage, that God warned them. Now, they didn't always hear it, though. They weren't always paying attention. Sometimes God spoke and they turned the radio up. Huh? What's that noise? Let me turn this up a little bit more. And they get, in other words, they get too busy with their life and so they don't hear God. But the Lord is faithful to us. He is going to keep you from harm. He's going to keep you from danger. He wants you to live a long, healthy, successful, and prosperous life. You are a testimony of His goodness and of His grace when things are going well. And when we're constantly beat up and run over and, and everything is falling apart and we're just live from accident to accident, from problem to problem, uh, I don't see how that benefits the kingdom. Are you listening? And it doesn't benefit me personally. You know, uh, sometimes people say, well, I had this really, I had this accident. I know I snapped both legs and, you know, broke my nose and I was in the hospital. And I really got close to God while I was in the hospital. And, uh, well, you should have got close to God before. (laughs) Can I tell you? You know, and and just because you got close to God in the hospital, that is no indication at all that that God did that or He wanted that to happen to you. Because I got to tell you, I've seen some stories where some tragedies happen and people left God as a result of it. And how come it didn't work on them? Well, well, well the truth is, it, it just it, it had nothing to do with God. But if we respond to God in a positive way when a negative thing happens, great. That's, we should do that, but understand we don't have to hit bottom before we respond to God. We don't have to have everything fall apart before we uh, live our lives for the Lord. I think the wise person does it through a word. A foolish person does it with pain. Are you listening? In other words, maybe some of you parents have, have used this method before on your children. Uh, we have, and that goes like this. There's an easy way. And there's a hard way. Either way, you're going to do it. But (laughs) there's an easy way or a hard way. Here's the easy way. I tell you, and you do it. (laughs) I mean, I know God is the exact same way. (laughs) There is an easy way to get along with Him and to, to work in the kingdom of God. And that's just hear the word and do it. All right. But there's a big disease going around called I hear and don't do. Right, being hearers of the word and uh, being hearers of the word and not doers. Right. Anyway, that's a kind of another message. But is protection automatic? Is protection automatic? Uh, I don't believe it is. Okay. If it is, what's faith for? In other words, if I have this belief that, and, and some have said things like this, that nothing can come to me except what is filtered through God's hand of love. Sounds kind of special, almost poetic, but it's not true. In other words, some people's opinion or view of the way the Father works is that everything that has ever happened to them or has come their way has been filtered through God's hand of love and therefore just the fact that it showed up means that God allowed it and wanted to do, to work something out in your life. I got to tell you that's just not scriptural. Okay? And if again that's true, that means I'd never have to resist the devil. And what and the scripture tells me to do it. it says resist him and he'll flee. 
I never have to have a stand of faith. Because if everything that ever comes to me is already filtered by God and it's then of Him, then I should just receive everything that comes. Car breaks down, praise God, God's working in my life. Hmm. Dogs, dies, well, praise the Lord. All dogs go to heaven. <laughs> That's a movie, not a Bible verse, by the way. <laughs> you know, things happen wrong, and I should just, well, the Lord's working. You never know how God works in mysterious ways. But if that's not true, okay, then I have a responsibility to believe for protection. That my shield of faith get up and I do that. Let's look at a couple scriptures in the book of Psalms, if you would, and, and talk about this just a little bit further. Psalm chapter 3. This is just to, to stir up our shield, build up our shield. Psalm chapter 3. And verse 3, Psalm 3, 3. But you, O Lord, are a shield for me, my glory, and the one who lifts up my head. What is the Lord to us? A shield. Why did he put this in here? Well, because, see, if it were automatic, we wouldn't even have to know about it. If he were just going to be an automatic shield for us, independent of what we believe or think or, or do, then we don't even need to have this verse because it's automatic. I mean, I, you know, I'm not seeing a whole lot of verses about, um, about the air being here, how God has provided me air, or, you know, or like somehow I need to have faith for air. <laughs> I'm just believing that the Lord is the provision of air. Mm. I believe tomorrow that I'm going to wake up and the air will be there. Well, that's automatic. It's, it, it's, kind of, it's a part of the, the, the way the natural world was created. Air is there. But when we're told of something that God is, it's for a reason. Okay? We must be told so we can have faith in that aspect of God. If I don't know this about Him... I cannot believe it about him. You know how sometimes people will say, uh, I believe the whole Bible. Genesis to Revelation. Cover to cover. Index to maps. I believe the whole Bible. <laughs> and that sounds pretty good. Well, you believe the whole Bible? Very good. I believe the whole Bible. No, you don't. You don't believe the... I don't believe the whole Bible. I know some of you are shocked to hear... I'm going to a church and the pastor does not believe the whole Bible. <laughs> well, there's a couple things you can say about that. Now, in a general sense, do I believe the whole Bible is, was in, is inspired in the sense that the, the, uh, the giving of the Bible was inspired by God? Yes, yes. One, I don't believe that every statement in the Bible is true. people getting nervous you don't i do not believe that every statement in the bible is true all right some some statements are made by people who did not know some statements are even made by the devil okay 
The Bible is an accurate, inspired record of what took place and what was said. You have to understand by context who's speaking, who they're speaking to, what they're saying, what they're talking about. Otherwise, you can get really mixed up. And if you just take any scripture, any part of the Bible and say, thus saith the Lord. It might not have been thus saith the Lord. It might have been thus saith some evil king. Might thus been say, might have been thus saith Jezebel, <laughs> huh? or, or, or you know uh, one many Christians quote uh, comes from a guy named Job. Remember Job? Job was a good guy, but he didn't know everything. And one time he said, "The Lord gives, and the Lord takes away. Blessed be the name of the Lord." Well. You know, Jesus said, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and I have come that you may have life. In other words, the Lord gives and the devil takes away. Well, I don't know about you. I'm going to go ahead and go with Jesus on that. Okay? So I don't believe, what I'm, what I'm, my whole point is here, I don't believe that every statement, every single sentence in the Bible is a statement of truth. Okay? It's an accurate inspired record of what was said and I can learn from all parts of the Bible and should all right but here's the other side to that statement of uh, I don't believe the whole Bible I don't yet know the whole Bible right now so have you read it yes lots of times continuing to read it all right I continue to study it and I'm having faith in more and more but just because you've read something once or twice or just kind of, you know, there's a lot of Old Testament books that probably most of us haven't meditated on a whole lot. You know what I'm talking about? And so we read past things and just because they went through our mind doesn't mean we have an understanding and a revelation and have light and therefore have faith in what was said. And I get now, I'm coming back to this. The Lord is a shield for me. Why does he say that? If I will believe that, then he becomes that to me. Okay, let's say, is the Lord the healer? Is Jesus the healer? Yes, of course, He is the healer, but you know, not all people are healed by the healer. The reason is, they do not have faith or believe, this is not a knock, not by any means, not putting anybody down, they do not have faith in Him as their healer. They might have faith in Him as their Savior, and so therefore they're saved. But not having faith as their healer will prohibit His healing power from flowing to them. That's why I'm in a constant pursuit of more light. Greater depth and understanding and revelation of all aspects of God. And there's some things I haven't seen yet. And I'm just excited about the day when I'm going to see more and more and more. But when it comes to our shield of faith, what do we need to believe? That the Lord is our shield. That's faith in the operation of His protection. And if someone doesn't know that, they won't exercise faith in it. Therefore, they'll be more accident prone. They'll be more likely to have disasters and, and tragedies and different things come their way. But if we exercise faith, in, how do we exercise faith? We see what the Lord is, and then we say that. What do we say? The Lord is my shield. The Lord is my shield. If you watch the news a lot, uh, maybe you want to say that when you turn it off. <laughs> when you see all kinds of people being hurt all the time and, you know, you feel bad for them and everything. But then click it off and say, but thank God the Lord is my shield. And I do not have to fear. I do not have to live in terror. Amen. Now go to the fifth chapter.
Let's just stir our faith a little bit on this. Chapter 5 and verse 12 says, For you, O Lord, will bless the righteous. With favor you will surround him as with a shield. Again, the Lord is a shield for us. Psalm 18. Psalm chapter 18, verse 2. says, well, might as well start in verse 1. I will love you, O Lord, my strength. The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. So what again, of course, a number of things mentioned there, but the Lord says again through, you know, inspiring David here that the Lord is a shield for us. What does a shield do? A shield protects you. And we're, and we're back to our, our topic. Paul's looking at the Roman soldier with the two and a half foot by four foot shield, almost like a little door. And the Lord is our shield for us to protect us from what the enemy wants to do. Psalm 91. Psalm 91 is a good protection psalm, isn't it? We won't read the whole thing for now, but uh, Psalm 91 verse 9 says, because you have made the Lord who is my refuge, even the most high your dwelling place, no evil shall befall you, nor shall any plague come near your dwelling. For he shall give his angels charge over you to keep you in all your ways. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Is it the will of God that we be protected? Absolutely. In fact, there are specifically, how is, God, how is God our shield? Well, in part, we know that the outworking of that is angelic protection. Okay? Angels are for real. And they are here for a reason. One of the reasons is to protect us. And I bet all of us, uh, we won't know for, uh, uh, you know, until the time when we talk to them. Till the time when we're in glory with them, how many times we have been protected. And because the Lord is your refuge, because He is your strength, that He has sent angels to protect you. It, it, very likely that many of us wouldn't be here today. We would have already passed, uh, passed on into glory or otherwise. Uh, depending on where we were at the time, uh, if it hadn't been for the protection of God. Say, so do angels ever protect uh, non-believers? Well, I believe so. Yeah, I believe so. For one reason, that you remember in over in Hebrews, it says that the ministering spirits are sent forth to minister, minister for those who shall be heirs of salvation. Apparently, God's protecting some of us before we even got saved. He knew you would get saved. He knew you would respond favorably to the gospel and receive the Lord. And so before you even were given him the time of day, he sent some angels on assignment in your life to keep them alive. Keep them alive. They're one of mine. They're going to respond as soon as they hear. Praise God. I wonder how many of us were kept until the time when we responded by, uh, to, to, the, to the witness of the gospel. Praise God. And so he wants us. How does, again, this shield work? By believing and by saying. This shield works by making God's words your words. What do you believe will happen to you? Do you fear accidents? Do you fear disease? Do you fear crime? If so, 
that's an indication that your shield is not where it's supposed to be. Your shield is not up. And God wants us to get our words aligned with His words and His words in our mouth and when we are and things like we've read. The Lord is my shield. The Lord is my strength. He is my fortress. He is my strong tower. And the Lord, when we do that and when we believe those things and speak those things, our shield is in place. Okay? Now, our shield, again, just like the other parts of the armor, are not just in place just because I, if I were to get up in the morning and say... Uh, I take my breastplate of righteousness. I put on the helmet of salvation. I put on my shoes of peace. And, and you know what I'm talking about? Just because I, and I'm not saying it's wrong for someone to do that, but just because I do that, that's not really an indication that my armor is in place. It is really faith in the operation of those things. Okay? When I have truth as my belt, it's on. When I know that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, saved by His blood, not by my own works, my righteous shield is up. Or not my shield, but my breastplate is on, right? And so this, again, is how these things work. How is my shield of faith up? When I believe what God has said, and when I say what God has said, the shield is up. Praise God. Praise God. Okay, and so, do you live each day persuaded that no harm will come to you? If you do, I say your shield is up. But if it's an area you've struggled in and you've, you've had fear and you don't really know the Lord as your shield, you don't know Him as your protector, then uh, I would encourage you to, to read these scriptures and to, and to meditate on them, spend some time thinking about them, speaking them out of your mouth, especially if you've been you know, really tragedy prone in your life and you've had a lot of accidents and, and you know, more than that, I'm not talking about once in a while you skin your knee or something and I, I wouldn't take that as any kind of spiritual deficiency in your life. Uh, uh, you, you know, <laughs> you know you're, you're, a, uh, you're still saved, love God, doesn't mean you're backslidden if you had a few accidents or anything like that. But what I'm mainly talking about is we don't want things that really hurt us. You know, things that knock us out for months or maybe even threaten our lives. And if you've been someone who's just kind of been on the edge, a lot of accidents here and here and there, it would be time to stir yourself up in God's protection. Okay? And you know, sometimes God is speaking to people and they don't even know it. Sometimes God is speaking to people and they're thinking about something else. Sometimes the Lord is talking to people and their mind is completely going in a different direction. That even happens in church, you know that? <laughs> You know that, uh, and that sometimes maybe there's a little distraction here. A baby yelps over here, or you know someone does something, and, and and right then God's speaking to someone and they miss it. Okay, that's why it's important to be disciplined in your mind and be able to be focused and say and recognize when God is speaking to you because he he knows what's going to come tomorrow, he knows what's coming next week, and thank God he's so faithful to give us direction ahead of time. He's faithful to give us answers and and help so that when that thing comes up. We might think, well, that was no big deal. Well, it was no big deal because you were ready. Because you were paying attention to what the Lord was saying. You were prepared. You were ready. And anything is easy when you're ready. I tell you what, you know, I remember years ago, well, in high school, I was running track. And uh, I don't tell you that because I was good, because I really wasn't good at track. <laughs> it really was, it wasn't my thing, speed and stuff. Uh, I mean, I do like sports. I did play sports, but I just really wasn't that fast uh, but anyway I was doing track anyway for some reason and uh, I remember we uh, uh, you know I had missed some practices and uh, and we went to this track meet and they threw me in the uh, um, no no not the just uh, 
Was it the four? It was a 400. Yeah. It's been a while. Uh, it was it was the 400, you know, so once around the track. And I had never even run that before. And I thought, what are you doing putting me in this? And uh, anyway, I wasn't ready for it. And uh, I took off and everyone, I thought, oh, we're sprinting. <laughs> and so I'm, I was about ready to pace myself. <laughs> I mean, that's a lot. Got to go all the way around the whole track. I'm a, and he's got, so I immediately picked up the pace and, you know, got with everybody else <laughs> and was running. But by the time that thing was over, I could care less if I won. <laughs> or, you know, I didn't come in last, but I could, I really wouldn't care because <laughs> I was so tired. I was so worn out. I thought, yikes, you know, I, <laughs> I should have been practicing more if I, if I would have known. But, but, but here's the deal. If, if for the people who were really in top condition, that was not a big deal to them. For me, it was one of the greatest challenges of my life. <laughs> it, I mean, I got done with that, and I felt, man, I just got ripped up. I was just tired, and, 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 uh, and it was difficult for me. It's just simply because I wasn't ready. Huh? There are so many things in life that are easy when we're ready. An attack comes against Christian A, and they blow it off like phew, nothing. Same exact attack comes against Christian B, and it is a life changer for them. It just knocks them out for a long time. It's really difficult. I mean, it's similar to if you were to if you've got a hill in front of you and you're driving along and you have a little uh, you know four cylinder that you know just can't handle very much speed and and uh, the engine's not running real well. Maybe you haven't had a tune up for a while and you're sputtering up that thing. Wee. You know, and you're, you're, it is a really steep hill and a long hill, and you're trying to, wee, and, and and maybe you might not even make it. Maybe the thing overheats by the time you get to the top, but someone else comes along, and they've got a big engine, big V8 engine. It's in tune. It's ready to go, and they're just, Wah, and just, boom, they just, and, and they, they don't hardly think anything of the hill. I mean, they, uh, the, the car wasn't sweating or anything, just... Just zoomed right on up the hill like it was nothing. Well, it all depends on what they've got under the hood, right? Depends on what, it depends on what they're made of. And the same thing is true when we've got uh, difficulties or challenges that come to our life, things that are in front of us. Uh, whether it's a big deal or not is not really about the size of the challenge. It's about what's under the hood. Okay, and if we've been doing business with God, we've been, you know, hiding his word in our heart, we are ready for the challenge and we can just power right on up and over this hill. But if we haven't been doing business, it's going to be a tough road. It's going to be a tough road. And, you know, get some friends because <laughs> you're going to need some help to push you over. Right. Right. And so, again, uh, the Lord wants to be our shield. He wants to be our protection. And uh and uh, I was gonna I was gonna get into the helmet of salvation, but we'll we'll spend a little bit of time on that next time. And uh, just go ahead and say this out loud after me tonight. Say, no evil shall befall me. No, befall me. no, plague, no plague, sickness or disease, sickness or disease shall, come shall come near my dwelling. Accidents and injuries, Accidents and injuries are, far are far from me. No one takes my life. No, no terrorist. No criminal and no demon. The Lord is my shield. His angels have charge over me. In my pathway is life and not death. I shall live a long and satisfying life to the glory of God.
Amen. Amen. Let's all stand up tonight. Praise God. Praise God. Father, thank you tonight so much for your goodness, for your faithfulness. Thank you for your hand of protection. Lord, we believe you are our shield. And Lord, and we all do raise our shield of faith by believing exactly what you said about us. That we are yours. That we are protected. That we belong to you. Thank you for helping us. Lord, in this day of, of trouble, in this day of harm, we shall rise above and be above all the circumstances of this life and of this world. Lord, we give you praise. We thank you. Let's just go ahead and just lift our hands for a moment. Give the Lord thanks. Lord, we thank you for being our shield. Thank you for being our fortress. Thank you for being our protection. Lord, you're so good to us. We, go, we worship you. We glorify you. You are a mighty God, an awesome God. Thank you for what you do for us. We receive you as our shield. We receive you as our protection tonight. Lord, you bless us with who you are. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you are, for who you are. Oh, for all you do. What a glorious and wonderful God you are. We give you praise. We give you thanks. We give you glory. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. And stivisti and sobrando elevriki paradinse, fregenemo soblorana feratadicio, paracayento era camisi elegangenis, mangelido era veti era bransmanta comprada liva de bestios. And so, as you see me for who I am, and as you re recognize and acknowledge me as your protection, I will rise up and keep you from harm and keep you from danger. For some would have fallen into this ditch, and they would have fallen into this trap set by the enemy, but because you have believed and you have received me this night you will be spared from this harm and spared from this trap and I will lead you in the way that you shall go it shall be a path of safety a path of protection and you need not fear what the enemy would do to you you need not fear what man would do unto you for I am your help and I am your shield says the Lord and I will keep you in the way that you should go and long and satisfying shall be your life Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, you're a good God. Lord, you're a faithful God. Praise God. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. We seek your face and we do find you. Huh? And find answers and help in time of need. Glory to God. Glory to God. Thank you. You're with us and you never fail. You never fail. Never fail us. <laughs> Praise God. Father, I pray for those tonight who may, he might not be right with you, those who are not saved.